one thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show. But at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, well, you know, best, I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth P. Inch. Joining me on the show, we got FIFO 24-7. What it do, what it do. Shelton J. What's happening, y'all? And uh, Q got no rings. He'll be joining us uh, momentarily, filling in for B and Nick tonight. But uh, but yeah, for right now, um, it's just us, man. Trifecta, man. The trifecta, man. The That's three it. Negroes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, we're gonna pick up right where we left off Thursday. Yep. Um, the rookies with the rookies. Yep. Lamelo, Lamelo Ball yep. uh, is doing okay. With a real mellow, please stand up. What'd you say, Ken? I said he's doing all right. Nah. Better than all right, Ken. Way better than all right. Way on, better man. than all right. Okay. Way better Come than on, all right. Man. All right. Um, way, 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 way better than your expectation. What were my what? expectations? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. They were remember. relatively low. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you said he wouldn't. I, I think you, I, I think I said he'd average about 12.5. I think I said. You said he wouldn't average 12 points a game. Uh, I said that? Yep. Yes. You and sure you, it wasn't Nick? No, it was you. It was you. Because you, was you. you said he was going to be worse than Lonzo. And I was like, no. I said that too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now, I don't know how serious you was, if you were just playing around. <laughs> but Ken, when this man was still, when he went to Spire and I saw him play there, that's when I came on this telecast and I was like, yo. You did. He's a lot better than, you know, and I already thought he was going to be the best ball brother. But, you know, like he was a kid because he always played up. And that Spire, it kind of, you saw him kind of like in a natural environment because Lithuania, it was forced. Mm -hmm. Um, Once Lonzo left um, the high school, Chino Hills, you saw the, the void of Lonzo because Mello and Jello are scorers. Like those guys put up buckets. Lonzo was the one distributing to them. When Lonzo wasn't there, it's kind of like, well, Mello could still get buckets. Jello was definitely not ball handling or passing. So it like it left a big void on that high school team. Fast forward, uh, Lithuania. Um, you know, you could tell Melo didn't really want to be there. But again, Melo was so young that he didn't really understand at the time, like. I'm a professional basketball player, you know, mm-hmm. and you just saw it in his demeanor when he played like Jello was trying. Mello was like, yeah, I'm just here because my dad wants me here. Mm. So when he got to Spire, you know, no pun intended. I ain't trying to drop bars, but he was inspired, you know, and um, I think I think the coach did a really good thing because that th- that's one of those national high school programs that, you know, that they they get nationally telecasted and stuff like that on ESPN. They typically have good teams, and they had a a top twenty, top ten player. His name is Rocket Watts, and I I followed a little bit about Rocket before Melo went there. And you know, shorter shorter guard. I don't I don't really see him going progressive to the NBA just because of his stature. But athletic can shoot, does a lot of things. And the coach said, "I'm putting the ball in Melo hand." He's mm-hmm. like, "If you got and." I'm I'm paraphrasing to a degree, but he was like, if you got MJ, you're not going to give him the ball. You gave him the ball. And what, what Melo did with Spire was he was the glue that held all of that together. He was the one that was going, throwing between the leg, alley-oop passes, and, and, and just his vision. I was like, okay, 
I knew he could pass. I knew he had game. But is this because the level of competition isn't there? Right. Just like on a night in night out basis. Of course, they played other big programs. But um, man, then when he went to Australia and I saw him, then I said, OK, not not now it's real. Because one thing about great players, Ken, is that it doesn't change. It, they have to get better, mm-hmm. but their game does not change no matter the level that they're at. What's he, his game? Who's game? Balls? LaMelo. A, play, a playmaking score. Correct. And I put athletic, playmaking, playmaking first. Score. I don't know about the athletic. Like, like, like he, he, he has size. He's athletic. He, he, but he's not, I would say Lonzo's probably the most athletic out the three. Like, he, he, he's not blow you away athletic. Like, he's not going to really jump over you like that. Can he blow by you? He, blow, he blows by you with skill more so than pure speed or ath- acceleration. He's athletic, sir. He can jump. He, he, I would say he he's, he's, he, he's a mid-tier athlete. He's not an elite athlete in the NBA. I can't say that, though. I can't. I don't know about that, FIFA. But what he's I, not elite. I've seen... I've I've seen him do some special things with 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 the ball in without. I've seen him hop. I've seen his hops. He just doesn't have to do a whole lot like that, but he can. I think, I, I, I think what makes Melo special is skill. Like like he has enough athletic ability to take advantage of situations, but what separates him is his skill level, his IQ, his, his the intangibles, things that you you can't that, teach. Yeah, you can't. You can't teach just a natural feel for the game. Man, this man is playing NBA pick and roll basketball and making every right decision. He is. He is. And and th- those are some of the things that I've noticed uh, when I watch him play. That's why I asked, what is his, his game? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was – I saw it, playmaking. Um, and he's he's added the scoring part, you know, to it. Added? Um, what yeah, you, he's, he's Ken, added the Ken, scoring part Ken, to it. Ken, the reason why I brought up the Chino Hills thing is because naturally he's a scorer first. And that's the scary part about Melo. Naturally, inside, deep down, he'd rather jack up 30, 40 shots. But remember at is the beginning? Yes. Because I, be- I remember he, he used to, um, um, damn, I forget the word for it. But um, anyway, go ahead. No, nah, not defer. Remember um, at the beginning of the season, you was like, oh, that Melo number three pick. He he only took two shots, four shots. He only he only scored eight points, ten points. He was coming off the bench. Also, oh, now he's coming off the bench. Yeah. Now he's coming off the bench. I can, I can. All I know is that you was being highly disrespectful, and I told you, I saw from afar. Lamelo was letting the game come to him. He wasn't pressing. Why, bro? How much money is Gordon Hayward making? How much money is Terry Rozier making? How much money or, 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 or Devontae Graham, right? Like he's already a, not necessarily established, but he's already, you know, two years into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, every, everybody on that squad, there's no other rookie. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest guy. And he knows he has a target on his back. Why am I going to press? Why am I going to force? He doesn't Let have a target on his back. Huh? He doesn't have a target on his back. Lonzo took all those bullets. Lonzo took big bullets. Yeah, Lonzo, he, took a, he took a lot of them. LaMelo don't have a target on his back. He does. Uh, look, I, look, 
um, people oh, barely, they just started talking about LaMelo. No, we, we just started talking no, about LaMelo. Shelton has been talking about LaMelo since, since Charlotte drafted him. And, and if LaMelo didn't play for the damn Hornets, if it was Anthony Edwards, he'll be caping for Anthony Edwards. If it was James Wiseman, he'll be caping for James Wiseman. He's only caping for LaMelo because he played for the Hornets. That is it. Okay. That's but you're talking true. to me, though. <laughs> you're talking to me because I've been talking about LaMelo since Chino Hills. Yeah. And remember, there was one video I watched and I watched him play and I was like, and I, I and I tested you. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. He mm-hmm. got it. He got it. So, you know, that was that was then. So I always saw the skill, the ability of the game. How do you match up against the elite of the elites in the NBA? I think that he's he has a lot of he he looks very comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. His his confidence is very high because he definitely thinks he belongs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been interviews where he always say that nobody can guard him. So his confidence is is high. His passing is off the charts. Off the charts. Off the charts. I've always you know, like you, that's undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, but but a lot of what a lot of what I see, which is good because he's young, he's 19, so he had he has a lot of energy to him. Mm-hmm. So he's always moving around the the the, the court, just disrupting stuff. Um, you know, and I just wonder, you know, I think how long that will last. It may not last that long, but he'll acquire and develop other skills, you know, during that three to five transition. You, what up, Q? You know, what up, Q? Um, one of those things can like that you gain with experience and we're, we're seeing LeBron in year 18 now do it. You know, you know how to pick and choose your spots offensively and defensively. Like you say, he looks like a like 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 a kid in a candy store out there. Yeah, running yeah. around. Yeah. Shit, let me go steal this. Oh, let me go over here. Let me. Oh shit, let me try this pass. Let me. You know what I'm saying? And and by year in that three to five progression, he'll know. Okay, let me just chill. I don't even need to. I don't need to expend no energy on this play or the next play. Right. And then you right. you, you, you you'll see the maturation. Mm-hmm. And see, with him, I don't think his curve is going to be three to five years. I think I think that'll happen in year two for him. And the reason why I say that is. He's a lot further along at this point than I think anybody expected him to be. I always expected him to get where he what, do what he's doing. I thought it would happen. I just didn't think it would happen so soon. I don't think anybody did. Nobody expected this man to be averaging 15, 6, and 6 at this level. Not right now, FIFO. Not right now. I did. Go listen to the let's, tape. Let's go back and look at it because there's go nobody. Michael didn't uh, think that. Um, so, so he I, had I, the skill I, set, but he. He, he didn't have the – I thought he didn't have the strength, nor – I mean, I knew he had the IQ to play the game, but it's still a different level to play in the NBA game. KD damn near averaged 25 as a rookie, bro. He couldn't bench press 135 pounds. Basketball, there's a level of physicality, but but basketball, the great ones, skill separates them. It's not physicality. Skill separates the greats from the good. Skill. And if mm-hmm. you got more skill, don't matter the physicality. You still gonna get yours. Now you may not be able to back somebody down or bump somebody off the way, but but, but that don't, that's not gonna hinder me from getting a bucket. You know what I'm saying? So so the thing with Lamelo and, and Shelton, I always to me the three to five rule applies across the board regardless of the player. Ex- there there's few exceptions, but the main reason that I say three to five is not even from an IQ or an experience standpoint. It's the it's the physicality. Right. Like like it's going to take LaMelo by year three. Like look at Lonzo, like year one, year two. You saw he filled out Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Right. But from year two to year three, 
He looked like a grown ass man. That's the difference. That's why I always mm. say three to five because these kids are coming in 18, 19. Mm. Three years into the league, you're 22, 23. You're still, you're still not man weight, right? Right. You're, that's, you're, what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, though. That's why I say I didn't expect him to be doing what he's doing right now, right now, because he didn't have that, that man weight, that, that strength to, to carry out throughout the season, which we, we're still only halfway through. But I didn't expect him to be holding up this well now. So, Shelton, the, the thing that is surprising, the one thing that I could say, okay, I, I, I didn't say that. I thought he can score. I thought he was going to be yeah. a playmaker. The passing is better than I thought, but the rebounding. I, like, that's yeah. that's the aspect of his game. I, I was like, okay. Because Lonzo came in, and he was a really good rebounder as well, right. year one. But I didn't think Melo had that. Like, Melo never played But is he like a natural that. rebounder? He's just – that's just all youthful Field. exuberance. And yeah. he and, has and, a natural and positioning. Field. Yep. Yeah, positioning. He's he's in the right spot to make the play, and that's what, like, like I said, I figured he was gonna he was gonna make some all world passes. This consistently, no, I figured he'd have a lot more turnovers, and I just figured he was gonna come off the bench and be like that wild card, which he was for a little while. He he did it. He did exactly what I thought he'd do in the beginning. It's just he figured it out a lot quicker than I think anybody could have figured he would have. And no, he's not perfect at all. He's still got room and he's going to grow. But as far as where he is right now, he's exceeding all expectations. Nobody expected him to leave all rookies and score. And I know I didn't. I, I expect him to be able to score, just not lead him in scoring. I figured that would be, be Edwards. I really did. I just thought that Edwards would get, get more shots. Um, but definitely not rebounding. That's Wiseman. Assist maybe, yeah. But. You know what I'm saying? The other stuff, no. And steals, I thought I, I thought Edwards would lead in steals. I don't know. I just thought his athleticism would take over. But once again, he's leading because he's just he picked it up quick. He's he's got the room to do it. There's no pressure in Sean. So he's in the right spot. And it's working out exactly like they needed it to. And Devontae Graham getting hurt was a blessing That's in disguise what? for him because it moved him yeah. in the starting lineup. Got him a little bit more burn, a little bit more bump. He was able to play with Terry Rozier some, and it's helped him. It's, it's helped him to to do what he needs to do, and it's worked out great for everybody. Uh, Q, what what are your thoughts on Lamelo, man? Man, um, I'll be honest with you. I feel like Lamelo has probably saved Charlotte's franchise. If I'm being real with you, uh, it probably came to the rescue for MJ to put it in the most succinct way. Um, a lot of what folks are marveling about with LaMelo right now, I also have to be a part of that crowd because I didn't expect any of this to happen. Um, looking at his three point percentage in Australia to now, I think the last month he's shooting 42% from three. That is absolutely a jump from, I think, what, 36, 34% in Australia. Like, that's is, yeah. So he's making a stride in that manner he's able to read NBA defenses so far some of the schedule has been a little bit favorable but just the overall glue that this is what the Charlotte Hornets needed they needed somebody to actually say all right this is the foundation and I'll go even further to say that LaMelo's presence in Charlotte and being I believe the prospective rookie of the year it's given them a surplus of guys that you are talking about that they can go and be set up in the next two years to do something pretty special. 
because no one saw Hayward, no one saw Rozier, no one saw Monk having a resurgence. No one was counting on Miles Bridges to make this jump. But this is not just a coincidence. LaMelo Ball is the catalyzing factor for Fortis. He is the catalyst. He, you know, um, this is what great playmakers do. They just make the game easier for everybody. Um, and, and just inherently, your teammates are going to run harder. They're going to cut harder. They're going to be anticipating the ball. Um, and because of that, they, you just elevate everybody's level of play. You make, you make the game easier. You're going to get easy buckets here and there. You know what I'm saying? So, so LaMelo, I agree with you, Q. Um, I think he did save the franchise. But here's the thing. I think he saved the franchise in the short term. It's going to be up to Michael Jordan, his decision-making, to build around LaMelo unlike he was able to do with Kemba. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Because, look, just like they lost Kemba, Kemba was a bona fide certified all-star. You know what I'm saying? Mm Top-tier And you lost them for nothing. Well, I'm not going to say for nothing. For Terry Rozier, which was a lesser version of Kemba. So now, what are you going to do with LaMelo? building around him. So that's my biggest question. How do you build around him? But here's it. I, if you, I mean, Q. Yeah, because I think oh, I think we I, 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 I think we all had the same question. Do uh does Mike go get him a second scoring guard or does he get him a defensive big? Does he get him an offensive and defensive big? Like, you know what I mean? I think that that's the question that they're little, little bit that they have to solve because they have bridges, but Biombo is not going to cut it. Zeller's not going to cut it. Right. If I'm be real with you, Carl Anthony Towns, but that's just my two cents. I think that um, the difference in Kimba and Mello before to me is um, Kimba was a was a was a good piece, and he he served his purpose. He overexcelled in Charlotte, overachieved in Charlotte too, because I don't think a lot of people expected him to do what he did. I just don't think that he was a person that a bunch of free agents would have been clamoring to play with. Uh, Melo is the difference because he'll make you – Melo can add five points per game to a, to a bona fide score. You know what I'm saying? With those passes. He can make things happen, and he's excited. He got confidence. Everything that you want in a player, but he don't need to shoot the ball 20 times a game. So players will want to go to Charlotte. And also, they, Charlotte could have held on to Kimber. They just didn't they didn't see the need to. And I was so glad that they didn't. I love Kimba's for what he brought, but I knew he couldn't lead him to the promised land. And I knew no. nobody wanted to come to play with him. Like nobody cared about coming to play with Kimba. So that's why we brought Biombo back. So yeah. in saying that, I think that they it, what 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 you can do. Um I saw somebody propose a trade. I can't remember where I saw it, but they were saying, uh, what's the guy's name? They were saying bring in uh Nicolo Melli and Lonzo for Terry Rozier. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, that'll be very interesting. I don't know if I want them back together, though. Me neither. Me neither, because I want the ball in LaMelo's hand. I don't want it in mm-hmm. Lonzo. And if the ball's not in Lonzo's hand, then you're diminishing his skill set. Mm-hmm. So even though I know they could work. I, look, man, when you hoop with your brother... Yeah. You're talking about chemistry? That's a whole nother level of chemistry. I could just not even look at you. I could just raise an eyebrow. You know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. So uh, it would work, but I don't think it's best for the franchise. Now, can you ask about, um, you know, potentially who, um, 
you know, like or type of fit of players. You know, uh, John Collins. As much as I like him, he's on the he's on the trade block right now. Um, I think that that would be a a, a big time upgrade for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You're talking about an athletic big because uh, I was gonna confuse which which bridges is in Charlotte. Miles. Miles. I always want to say Michigan Kevin. State. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges. He he could play a small ball four, but he but he's not really a four. You know what I'm saying? But he, yeah. he's more naturally a three. Um, mm-hmm. You bring John Collins into the fold. You talking about a, a, a bona fide six nine six ten guy with range, basketball IQ with the ball, can play pick and roll, can play off the ball, can grab a rebound and push, can finish. We've seen that. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. this year, Brooklyn. <laughs> Trey was throwing him man shit off the damn backboard. So if the Charlotte Hornets were able to get a piece like that, in addition to keeping a Gordon Hayward like that, hey, you know, say like like that's a nice move. Um, I definitely think they need an athletic big. Um, it doesn't have to be a back to the basket or even a special big. Somebody like a Clint Capella. You know what I'm saying? You can go as low as that, or you can go somebody like a John Collins, somebody with, you know, more skills. Um, I definitely think he needs a backcourt mate. What type of backcourt mate, in my opinion? Bucket getter. Buddy Heald. Somebody mm. like a Buddy Heald. Yeah. And, and, did y'all know this? I didn't know this. I saw this stat the other day. Buddy Heald has made more threes in his first, whatever, five that. years than anybody in NBA history, including Stephen Day. People thought it was going to be a, a, a bust. bust. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So if you can go get Buddy Heald, because look, look at what Sacramento's doing. They got Tyrese Halliburton. They got uh, the lefty, De'Arian Fox. Yeah, and they're yep. kind of sort of moving De'Arian to the two. Okay. Right? What does, where, where does that leave Buddy Heald? Because I know he wants to start. Right? Somebody like a Devontae Graham in Sacramento, he already know the writing's on the wall. The, the, the backcourt is for these two. I'm going to just come off the bench and do what I does. So yeah. I think if you go get you a Buddy Heald and a John Collins, she. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, if you can get both of them, <laughs> that'll do it. Hey, we got a super chat real quick. It's a little off subject, but I still put them out there now as early as I can so y'all can do multiple if you want to. Keep it coming. Two of the top five MVP candidates. Oh, I'm sorry. Saber Six Real Estate. Sam, say, uh, I can't say Sam's last name. Two out of the top five MVP candidates and centers, Jokic and Embiid. Who is the next center that can become an MVP candidate? Hmm. In the NBA right now? Because I don't know if there is one. Yeah, I think so. The only only one I can think of is if Wiseman um, can turn it on in the next few years. That's the only one I can really think of. So we just not gonna say cat, huh? I, I was gonna say it is cat really a five or a four. I think he's a he's a five. He plays five, but he he don't play like a five. I mean, they said our audio went out. Whose audio? Mine. Say something, Q. Yeah, no, it's not the level's not. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, no, y'all out again. Okay. But um, to kind of keep the show going, um. I don't know. Like, if you consider Cat a five, then I would say Cat. Outside of that, James Wiseman with time, because uh, that's the only other big I see that has a skill set um, and the level of physicality to to garner MVP attention. Uh, because I think, look, if you're going to be a big man, now I'm not saying you got to be Shaq or Will Chamberlain, but you 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 got to be able to impose your will, and and, and even Joker imposes his will. 
right? Like he'll lean on you with that big ass body. Um, he's not gonna jump or do nothing like that, but you feel Joker's presence on the court. The the, the sheer size of Joker you feel on the court. Yo, say something, y'all. Can can you hear me now? Yep. Yo, yo, yeah. yo. Software, man. Yeah. All right, cool. But um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Shelton. James Wiseman is the only one that I could think of. Yeah, I was thinking DeAndre Ayton, but he's in a place where you 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 you, you got to give up some to the guys that are out there with you. You know, you're playing with Booker. A lot of those guys play with other guys where they're not the first option. So Wiseman wants, you know, wants, you know, Curry, Curry mania has kind of died down and it becomes a inside out team again. Then maybe he can take over the reins. But until then, I, I don't see anybody else. It's really not a big man's game like that. And those big men, that the two big men we're talking about, they do so much Everything. other stuff. They're not really – they're hybrids at this point. You know what I'm saying? Joker's a center because he's big. It, uh, that's it. And same thing with um, Joel Embiid. He's big and he he has moves, to, you know, those Hakeem moves. But other than that, you know, they can shoot threes. They can pass. They can do everything that guards can do. They're just hybrid big men. And there's nobody else out there like that. Now Now it's, you know, positionless basketball for the most part. So that's it for me. Yeah, in, ter- in terms of big men, like it, it's and Ken, you know, you know, I'd be on the youngins. Like, there, there's not many centers or players that can play center mm-hmm. like that that are coming in that are gonna just be MVP caliber. At yeah, least I, it's, not, and beat and, jo- and, yeah. and beat and, and Joker and, and we, Wiseman. Why? Yeah, why I yeah, think Wiseman. Wiseman because yeah, Wiseman. Yeah, he can play because I agree with Shelton. I I think you know. I, obviously, look, man. Father Time's undefeated. I think Steph is gonna be one of the few players to retire, you know, with the same squad. Um, and I think as that transition happens to Steph being more of a off the ball shooter, not off the dribble shooter like that, Wiseman's going to be integral to that. Mm-hmm. So Wiseman right now needs to be working on, you know, understanding angles of picks, um, but also working on his passing ability because that's really what's going to separate Wiseman. Wiseman already has a jumper, right? He'll get better with time. Um, mm-hmm. He already has a level of physicality. You see his shoulders, bro. That, that he's gonna put on like twenty pounds of muscle when it's yeah. all said and done. He, you know what he's gonna look like? He's gonna look like David Robinson. Damn, like mm. the the physicality yeah. of him, he's gonna look like David Robinson. But I think for Wiseman, if he can pass and he can get some tips and tricks from Draymond Green right now, and he can apply that later on, he is gonna be the next great big. Mm. Right. And I think I think eventually, unless unless they draft some somebody or bring somebody else in, I think that's gonna be his team at some point. Yep. And that's I like I said, that's the difference in some of those guys. DeAndre Ayton to me, like I said, is probably the only other one that I can think of that's dominant. But I don't think it'll ever be his team. Like, Aiden, you know, Aiden, yeah, he he's not dominant. His mentality. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's his his character yep. is not I'ma dominate you. Yep. Like I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna go get mine, but he don't he he don't have that that dog in him. Yeah, at least not, it hasn't yeah. been unleashed. I yeah. haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. But he, he, yeah. he you know he has a lot of what I what I like. But yeah, I haven't seen that mentality that MB has. Like we we saw early with MB. MB talked it. You know mm-hmm. he he went on the court. He showed it. Mm-hmm. You know he he played around a lot early. But you know that's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. But his 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 skill was undeniable. And he wanted to go out there and just abuse people. And this year, yeah, now right. he's he's just been fully unleashed, man. 
Well, you know, man, like, like, like we've been saying, Doc, Doc put that man in the post. He said, look, I'm going to let you do, I'm going to let you display your entire arsenal. Mm-hmm. But you got to go dominate that first. Yes. And he's been doing that. And uh, there's literally no physical specimen in the NBA right now that can match up with him. Because mm-hmm. Joker has the, 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 the height and the weight. But he, he ain't got the muscle or, or the athletic ability. So right. there's nobody in the league right now. Yeah, he, he's the Shaq of today. And I don't know what the motivation is behind it. I would really love to know what's fueling the fire that that what what flipped the switch because having, having, having a competent coach, having a competent coach. I think that would be what did it. That that would be what I would think too, you. And and that would be my assumption. But yeah, something flipped the switch because it was the talent was always there. It's mm-hmm. the work ethic. He wasn't he wasn't in the shape he should have been in. It that was pretty. He was his only his biggest defense was himself. And so now that he's finally figured that out, that dude, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's just it's just actually insane because the one year, the very year that Joel Embiid gets a competent coach, he is a top two MVP candidate. Ooh. I've been screaming from the heavens that Brett Brown was incompetent for years. And people were like, oh, we, oh, we got to see it out. We got to see him through the very year he's surpassing LeBron James and people's rankings for MVP. That speaks volumes to the fact that you have a coach who says, okay, walk like a duck, quack like a duck, then it's a damn duck. This dude is a beast in the post. Put his ass in the post and give him the ball. Yeah. Hey, Q, so do you think Doc should be mentioned for coach of the year? Yes. He'll, He'll get some mention, but there's been probably three coaches that probably get more nod from the media. Who 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 you have in Monty? <clears throat> um, yeah, Monty Williams, uh, yeah. the Jazz coach, and Quiz probably uh, yeah. Um, and the third one was um, it could be Doc, honestly, but I think really, man, that that coach in OKC deserves some nod. Not not in that way of like he should win it, but the fact that OKC is even semi competitive. You know what I mean? I think that that is something that people should look at more. But Doc is definitely in that. But I think that those top two are going to dominate most of the. No, coverage. Brad Stevens. No, man. Uh, man. Uh, nah. Let's just. Let's just you know who the third man. one is? Q. Tom who? Thibodeau. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I'm sorry. Yes, I, I yes, couldn't yes, take yes. over either, and I had to think like, dang, who, yes. who is it? Yeah. That's the third one. He he mm-hmm. deserves a lot of credit for that team because that nobody even thought about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Like they ain't know. even been. All right. So so all right. Look, I I got two points. I got two points. One, I'm gonna have to eat my words. I'm gonna say that for the second point. Um, <laughs> Doc Rivers or Brett Brown. Um, you know, I, I I'm subscribed to the Athletic, so I I get a lot of insider information. At least you know as much public as they want to make it. But um, Brett Brown, his his issue was accountability. And and I'll still stand firm on what I said, um, that they needed him at first. Teach these youngins system. I'm not going to berate you. You know, like, don't don't worry about the growing pains. You know, just 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 play hard. And they did that. But I always say that in in the NBA, there's different levels of coaching. Like mm-hmm. you, you got guys that are rebuild coaches. You guys you got you guys. Ah, you got guys that are 
championship level coaches. You got guys that are transitional coaches. You know, there's all different types of coaches, uh, players, coaches, all of that type of stuff. Doc Rivers is the ultimate players coach, and he also has a championship, so he has the credibility. So when he tells Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid to do certain things, there there can be a, a level of compromise there, but there's also a level of expectation. And you're seeing that play out with the both of them and this entire squad. The second thing, Tom Thibodeau. I got to eat my words um, because I thought it was a bad signing, and I still think it's a bad signing long term. Tom Thibodeau, he's going to get immediate results mm-hmm. because of the type of coach that he yep. is. He's going to grind you. And if you don't want to be grinded, you're going to do what the hell this man wants you to do. And you're going to play defense first above all. So with that being said, that's the reason why the Knicks are playing better. Tom Thibodeau has put his imprint on that organization, which is good for now. But again, like I just said, with Brett Brown, with Doc Rivers, Tom Thibodeau, in my opinion, at this point in his career, is a better rebuilder to build up that squad with the intangibles and the mentality for the championship coach, because he's not a championship coach. And the thing that holds him back is the offense and the creativity and also being able to to relate. I feel I've, I've, like he's just, he's a grinder and, and that shit gets old quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why don't, why don't people talk about Anthony Edwards as potential rookie of the year? Why does he get a lot of shine? No success. Mm-mm. Not consistent success anyway. Yep. Yeah. He, he, he's been good, but he's been relatively inconsistent. Mm. Yeah. The only other name that to In me, what way? that you, you can Shooting even percentages and stuff like that. Shooting. Because he, he has a lot of double digit. He does. You know, he and, and we knew he was going to be a score athletic guy, get to the yeah. bucket. We done seen him yam on a couple people already. But IQ decision making. Remember, he 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 picked up basketball like 14, 15. He picked it up later. He was a football player by nature. Mm-hmm. And you see that level of physicality, you see that mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I'm gonna go get it. Like I'm bigger, stronger, faster than you, yeah. which I love. But it's going to take him a little bit of time to really unlock that superstar ability he has mm-hmm. inside. But he he's just, he's inconsistent. Some nights he looks like, oh shit, like he about to be the best two guard in the league. And some nights it's like, eh. and he's shooting 30% from the field too. So that, that ain't helping. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. like 20 something percent from three. He, he's not shooting. He he's doing it and he'll be okay. It's just, he's not there yet. I think the only other rookie you can mention in that, that, group is Tyrese Halliburton. I think yep. he's the only other one other than uh, Nick's boy quickly. Quickly's playing playing good basketball. It's just he's just not in that class. He's up there though. He's he's one of my favorite rookies. But the only other one that's consistent is Halliburton. I think Halliburton's averaging 14 and a I guess seven, Yeah and I guess seven and twenty nine won't help. No that and that's what I said they they're just not He's not he's not making enough of a difference. Like like LaMelo is the reason why Charlotte is even competent at this Gordon Hayward and, and Malik Monk. It was tonight. No, no, now here's the it thing. Was tonight. Malik Monk helped turn that franchise turn that turn that season you around. You see, you see, I'm glad you don't have a mask on because you, you can't hide the smirk. <laughs> you can't hide the smirk. Now here tell me I'm lying. No, Gordon Hayward, I give you props on that. Yes, 100 percent Gordon Hayward has helped turn that franchise around. But Malik Monk? here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the sole contributing factor, because even those people you name, all of them have been out for periods of time. Gordon Hayward has, 
Malik Monk didn't even play the first half of the season. So, I mean, he was on the bench, 12th man. Right, so and they got man, better when they added him to the rotation. They, yeah. just, I agree. I agree. But Terry Rozier was out for a while. You got Devontae Graham out for a while. The only consistent has been LaMelo. And what LaMelo mm-hmm. has done is what a lot of superstars do, and that's elevate the people around you, have them believing, and the team believes so they play better. So night any any given night, one of those guys is gonna be out. Something's been going it's about on. About the all best of y'all gonna see LaMelo play. Ken. This year, yes. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. His hold whole on. career. Why? I think he's just maxed out on his skills. Where can he get better? Shooting percentage, maybe uh consistency. Like yeah. He's pretty consistent yeah. now. Athle- okay, and he's, he's pretty the- consistent now. And he's he's, about consistent. he's only playing about Lamelo. LeBron James not get better on defense. He can what, get smarter Le- on defense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was, was LeBron James not a consistent player when he first came into the league? He averaged twenty five and five. Le- Le- LeBron was a clear difference maker on the team. Like and Lamelo's not. Lamelo is too. Lamelo ain't not, even not, 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 See now we now we've blasphemous here. Talking about LaMelo on the you, same you, level of LeBron. Yo, this, y- y'all cannot talk, we talk rookie level impact. Rookie level impact. Correct. Le- is an elite rookie level impact in the NBA. Correct. I won't go that far. Oh, you tripping. Kid. I won't go that yeah. far. They, y'all like Charlotte don't have good pieces there. Charlotte, Charlotte has, definitely has good pieces. But, what I, what, but the thing about it is LaMelo has rounded them off. He's yep. the difference maker. Once again, when he's on the floor, you can see the confidence level soaring with the guys around him. That's what I look for. All right, for. man. All right. What's on your mind, Q? What you what you want to talk about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you hate, man. You hating on on the young man. I'm trying to tell you. I think, <laughs> I think it, that man. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. I, I really think that Lamelo people should look at like the actual film because I will be one of the first people to tell you I was not seeing this when it came to his um, Australian league game. I thought he was solid. I saw some flashes of brilliance with his passing, but when it comes to this in the NBA, I never saw, okay, you can get 22 and eight and six. Like, okay, against good level defenses, breaking down, reading the, you know, trap, you're reading, you know what I mean, the defensive scheme that the coach on the opposite side has put forth. You're able to get your teammates involved. You know when to score when you need to. You're not shook under pressure. He's like rebounding with big men too, and this is, I might 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 cause some stir, but he got a little bit of Westbrook and Pistol Pete, man. Um, it's it's kind of in that realm, and we're gonna see where he refines his skill at. But we're gonna see. Yeah, we'll see. What 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 you want to talk about, man? We'll be back after this quick break. <laughs> What's man, on uh, man, I was. Um, just recently thinking about um, just the narrative behind awards and like the narrative behind um, who, who, who deserves what for what, whether it be NBA or NFL, but specifically NBA and how I think LeBron is deserving of MVP, but I'm, I'm trying to get us to the point where we can discuss awards and who is dominating the game in a way that doesn't have to be so sensationalized and you know something that can actually appreciate what LeBron is doing without having to 
you know, demean what James Harden is doing without having to demean what Joel Embiid is doing, without having to demean what Jokic is doing. Because on one hand, people will say, well, LeBron is the MVP. And then they'll say Anthony Davis, before the, before, before the season started, he was the second best player in the NBA. And then they'll use that same argument to say that that's why LeBron is the MVP. But then James Harden can't be the MVP because he has another top 10 player on his team. Too. And then we just get into this muddiness of what is an actual award? Who deserves what? And that's why the MVP award to me, I think that we need to get to a point where we need to discuss how much does the media get a say in people's formulation of basketball, man? You know, like me, me, you see, you know, Kim, me, you talk about that whole Skip Bayless stuff. And I think that has a lot to do with this, mm. how people's minds have been really warped the casual fan has been so warped by just on onslaught of propaganda on how to think about basketball. Like these guys can just wake up and make their tendons and bones just do this. Some of them can, but a lot of guys work their ass off. So it's like, I'm thinking about where do we put the merit at with, with these awards if we can't just discuss them soberly, you know? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, um, so I haven't watched any sports related programming uh in terms of talk shows in about three since the Super Bowl actually. Um and I saw a headline that says something about LeBron will win the MVP. And I asked myself, I was like, well, why? What has he done to earn the MVP uh over MB? That was the question because I'm like MB should, with everything that he's doing, being absolute dominant in in and out, uh, should be the MVP. And that was before Anthony Davis got hurt. And when I saw them say that, I was like, "Oh, the media is going to drive LeBron unless he does something crazy this second half of the season to another MVP without him really having to work for it." So it's kind of funny you bring that up because the media is really going to shape and mold people's. Uh, mindset into thinking that he should be the MVP. Last year, he probably should have been the MVP more than this year. This year, Embiid, man, is is the guy. And slowly people are starting to say that because it got to the point where it's, it's uh, damn near undeniable and the Lakers went through that losing streak. Right. I think also because I think it took a minute for people to kind of adjust their, their, their thinking to they were waiting for the, the silly Embiid to show up. And he know he hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, because, and they were holding his past against him. So, so yeah, man, I, I don't think we'll ever get away from that specifically because it drives so many clicks. It mm-hmm. fills so much airtime with something to discuss. Like they start talking about it after the fifth game, and you know, in in whatever sport, it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I I, I we'll see, man. I I, I kind of I'm with you on that though. Pifo had a question, man. I also had one more thing to ask you. We got to talk about Donovan Mitchell, bro. It's time. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna man. be the first one that's. I'm gonna be the first one to start this conquest. It is what it is. I just got to say it for what it is. I like him. I think he's. A, I think he's a good player. But man, it's just like the gas that. I just think he's gassed up, bro, on, like, the level that they try to put him on. 
I felt like him and Jamal Murray were put on a pedestal in the bubble. And I think what we are seeing now is the fact that fans will start coming back in and we're going to see these three-point percentages drop like we've never seen them drop. You know why? Because a lot of guys in the NBA got performance anxiety. We don't talk about it, but a lot of them do. It's, it's not it's not a coincidence Jamal Murray put up a 50-burger and he's struggling to find his shot in the regular season right, right now. It's not it's not a coincidence that Donovan Mitchell can't put up these gargantuan performances when one night he'll go for 30, the next night he'll shoot 12 out of 40 shots. And then everyone's like, oh, he scored 28 points. We need to discuss this is the easiest era to score while also being yes. the most skilled era. Um, okay. Yes Wait, and yes. I'll, I'll hand it to you. I, I just want to say that they did put Jamal Murray on a, on a pedestal, but Donovan was already there, though. Jamal just kind of joined him. Yeah. They were hyping Jam- yeah. Jam- and And I, I'm a D-Mitch fan. They were hyping D. Mitch up for his, in, you know, his rookie year. So and I think I think when he went to the, I think the bubble kind of took that and elevated it a little bit more because they they barely even talk about John ja Moran anymore. Remember, he got a lot of that hype. I know he got hurt, but he got a lot of hype and he kind of phased out. But go ahead, I hand it over. Yeah, and John Moran is that team isn't isn't producing, which is which is. <laughs> He, he still looks good, and yes. he was injured, and he's been out a little yes, bit of time. Well, Jaron's out, too. Oh. Jaron Jackson? J- Jaron Jackson's out, too. Exactly. He's been out. So so there's a lot of moving parts, right? Um, and, and and we're talking about guys in, in terms of John Morant that's still progressing. He's not in his three to five But he's yet. still a highlight reel, though. He and is. that's what they talked. They, 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 they took, I guess they took his college, brought it over to the NBA. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't make the playoffs. He got hurt, and then it was just like, all right, well, whatever. Um. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but to yeah. his points about D. Mitch and yeah. So so Donovan, so yeah. So in terms of Jamal Murray, remember we were sitting here watching um the playoffs, and I was saying he's he he he's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, he, with all of the fifty point games and the three sixty layups and the crazy up and under, you know, what I'm saying and, and and the crazy shots and and the tough shots and the clutch shots. He when I watch him, he doesn't scream. Superstar to me now. Now he is a damn good player, um, and I think he is definitely an all-star caliber player. But he's not a superstar. Not a star. Yeah, he's a star. He's a star. He's He's an all-star. He's an all-star player. He's a star-level player. But if you remove Joker from that squad, do they make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. And if they do, bottom feeder, ten, nine, eight, seven. If that, you know what I'm saying. So. In my opinion, superstar guys are able to get you at least to the middle of the pack. Um, even with the void of talent, you get them one guy that can hoop, you're going to be formidable. Maybe not a true championship contender, but you can scare some people. That's what D. Mitch is. When I watch Donovan Mitchell, he gives me superstar vibes. He looks like Dwayne Wade 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and look at this season. Aren't they not number one in the West? After coming off of the heartbreaking loss in the bubble, yep. that's what superstars do. What did Joel Embiid do the beginning of the season after they lost to Toronto? He looked like a bomb, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mentally, he wasn't there. He psychologically, he wasn't there. He he, he couldn't get past that the heartache of what Kawhi did to them boys. But the Mitch, on the other hand, all right, that 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 was yesterday. Today is a new day. He's a superstar. Now, with that being said, 
because he's a diminutive superstar, right? Like he's not six eight, six nine. He he's physical for his size. He's gonna need another player, which is why I always said I'm cool with them giving Rudy Gobert the money. But Rudy Gobert is not the only player. No, no, no. But 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 but, but listen, (laughs) listen. I'm I'm not I'm not saying Rudy Gobert is the other player that's gonna get him over the top. But Rudy Gobert is instrumental for them to win. Now they still. I think that they need another perimeter player that is at least an All Star caliber level. That's Mike Conley, isn't it? Who? Not not anymore. Not anymore. That was what it was. I don't think so either. But he's an All Star. On Shelton, he. I mean, he's not having a bad season, but I don't know, man. You, he's people, not a. You lead. really, you really think D. D. Mitch is a superstar, man? Yes, yes, man. What I, can he not do? Make his teammates better. How how do you have the best record in the West? And and and, and I'm not saying that he is LeBron or CP yeah, in that regard. Uh-huh. He th- that's not what makes him elite, mm-hmm. but. He does it good enough to the point that they're the number one team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very 2015 Hawks, man. It's very 2015 <laughs> Hawks. No, nah. oh, for real though. This no, 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 but for real. Well, no, no, but for real though, because no. check out the, the check out the three point percentage. Check out the shooters he has, of and course. let's see yeah. and let's see if all that shooting happens in the playoffs. And then when he goes 13 to 31 again, everyone's go, oh, he hooped, and he can be so get a dunk. Like, come on, so yo. cute. So what you're telling me, Donovan Mitchell is the Hawks' Jeff T. Bruh, I'm trying to like. I, I'm just nah, saying. T- nah, t- nah. T- <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, hold on. No, no, no. I, I, I'm listening exactly to what you're yeah. saying. You said that yeah. they're the 2015 Hawks. So who is Donovan Mitchell on that 2015 Hawks team? Because that Hawks team ain't had nobody like Donovan Mitchell. I tell you, I, I, I tell you this. On his own team, he's might be just Jordan Clarkson with hops. Look at look look at Jordan Clarkson's percentage. His splits. Look at his shoot. Like it's this, it's identical Yo, to Mitchell. Look at Jordan Clarkson's career. That's why he's a six man because he's For inconsistent. Sure. He's having a good year, and that's not to demean or or to disregard what Jordan Clarkson is doing. He's an integral part of their winning, but For he's sure. not the man. He's not the man. But when I but when you look at Mitchell, man, they 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 definitely give him the ball isolation. But man, Quinn Snyder, Snyder got that ball going around the perimeter, man. That's not all mid. That, that's system, man. I'm, I'm, I, I can't put that on D. Mitch and be like, oh, he killing it. I think a whoa, lot of whoa, people whoa, see. Whoa, whoa, I think whoa, a lot of people see a windmill dunk and they get a little bit not, you, not, not you, you but you, people get you. Let me, excited, let me, man. Let me ask you something, bro. <laughs> let me ask you something. The, the the greatest player of all time dominated a system. Do- utterly dominated the system. But we got evidence of him transcending that before he got the system, though. We under and then D. Mitch didn't do that. D. Mitch didn't nah. play above any system. D. Mitch was in a, a great one on one player. That, it didn't matter who you know. put in front of me. I'm gonna go get my bucket. I don't know, man. I feel like Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, all put put up stats on bad teams, and that's very indicative of guys being good at scoring the rock. Because but, but D. Mitch has never been score. on a bad team. Lamelo too. Yeah, he's never been. He's never been on a bad team because the team is built really well. I'm not saying that Utah Jazz. I mean, this Utah Jazz team is loaded. Yeah, bro. Like, come on now. Jordan Clarkson's the reason why. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they they have six or seven double figure scores on them. That Mm -hmm. team is well rounded. They got people that can score (laughs) any given any given night. Any of them can get twenty. 
Exactly. They ain't asking Mitch. Yeah. They, like they're not asking Mitch to carry that team. He's a he's no. he's very much so in that team, and yeah. he can do what he do. But I'm not seeing that superstar tag everybody keep talking about. I see a star. Look, look, look. You know what superstars do? They 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 bring you to the dance and then they take you home. And, and, and part of taking you home is experience, right? Like, you're not going to do that year two, year one. You know what I'm saying? None, no, none of the greats, dog. The two best players to ever play the game of basketball came in day one, and they was ready, and they was not ready for no playoffs. They was not ready for no championship-level basketball because it, it's levels to this shit, no matter what level you start on. D. Mitch is a superstar because he can take you to the dance. Number one C. Then when he's there, he could take you home. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, but he has that ability. When and we know that playoff basketball is about matchups and the game slows down. It's a half court game. That system, you're 100 percent right, Q. That shit doesn't always work. So that's the reason why you need superstars to be like, hey, bro, we don't win. What did Kyrie Irving do uh, against the Golden State Warriors when he was a Cleveland Cavalier? They, they went almost four minutes without scoring. And who scored the bucket? Who scored the go-ahead bucket? That's what D. Mitch can do. He can get you. He, he'll get you there. He'll give you enough. Even if he's having a bad game, he got the intangibles that will keep you in the game. And then when the game breaks down, you, you, you know what was the most heartbreaking thing about how they lost in the bubble? Is that Mike what? Connolly took that fucking shot. And mm-hmm. Mike Connolly, and, and here's the thing. I'm an older, older guy, right? Mentally, I still think I'm the man. But I saw the damn tape. I, I know I'm, I'm nowhere near the man no more. And my, that's what Mike Connolly looked like. And that ball, when you look at time score possession, Mike Connolly had enough time to, 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 to pass that ball up to D. Mitch. D. Mitch was hot all motherfucking game. If he would have got that ball, I put my whole commission check that he would have made that shot. That's that's the difference, Q. If he would have had the opportunity to make that shot, and let's just say if he made that shot, this conversation is completely different. I just don't see it. I think that he's never shot over 38% from three. That's very you average have to by be today's elite. standards. He got to be He got to be better than 38% from three. Shooting 20 Why? shots a game. Shooting 20 a, shots a game, making 42%. LeBron wasn't. Never Jordan was. But LeBron Kobe. is a but LeBron was on defense. Wade was it? Do you want me to keep naming? Wade was on defense. You're naming two way guys. Donovan Mitchell's not a two way guy. Donovan Mitchell's not a two way guy. You're naming two way guys, two way goats. LeBron all sitting in. LeBron sitting in in the chair. Kobe sitting in 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 the chair. And the other player you listed sitting in the chair. Donovan Mitchell's getting cooked on defense in in playoffs. <laughs> he's he's like he's like he's he's giving performances where he's shooting. 10 for 28. And because he does a windmill dunk, everyone says, oh, check out this highlight. D. Mitch is killing it. Man, D. Mitch is killing his team. And, and like, no, I've man. seen it happen. What did you and talking about? Other, other players have gone cold. Other players have gone cold. And it's just because of what? The bubble performance? I'm not taking that bubble performance from most players. That's just me. I haven't seen him do it. He's a, he's a career 36% from three shooter, and that's a superstar? Absolutely not. Superstar is reserved for those top six guys. I mean, he's he's not even top twelve. They calling him like, come on now. What 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 year is D. Mitch in? It's like it's fourth, third, third, fourth year. We kill Ben Simmons because he don't shoot. D. Mitch shoot every damn shot, <laughs> and then we and then we's like, man, he's really doing it. It's like what D. Mitch hasn't even reached his physical prime yet. 
I feel that, but I don't think he's he's not he's not a finished product yet. He's still getting better. You can't tell me that this year wasn't better than last year wasn't better than the year before. He's getting better, but bro, twenty three points per per game is a superstar. I don't think so. He's not better than he's not better than Kyrie. Not better than Dane. Not better than Hard. Not better than points determine. Points determine the level of superstardom. And then also you're talking about guys that are almost 10 years in the league. You're talking about guys that are 30 years old. This guy, this guy, breast smell like Simon. He not even 25, bro. <laughs> what is you talking about? So you take him over, over, over Zion? You know how I feel about no. Zion. You, so you, you would take him over LaMelo Ball? I wouldn't right now. I'm, I'm not taking Donovan Mitchell over LaMelo Ball right now. Look, I'll put it to you like this, Q. And, and you know how I feel. There, there are outliers. Mm-hmm. Zion, I take them near over anybody just because you don't have to run plays for him. He, he just affects the game like that, right? Um, but in all honesty, it depends on what I have on my squad. I may want LaMelo over somebody else, over Donovan Mitchell, because of how my squad is constructed. I, I can understand that, man. It's just an undersized two-guard who shoots poorly – really really poorly from three and now you know 38 percent now is an upgrade but man by the by the average of what the league is shooting now bro you got guys joe harris is shooting 40 what 48 percent from three like what like come on now like come on now like i'm not like you can't you cannot be put in that rarefied air if every time i see you in the playoffs you look like another guy but not the guy, you know what I mean? Look, wait, wait, wait. First of all, let's stop being disrespectful because Donovan Mitchell looked like the motherfucking man. What is you talking about in in the what bubble? You talking in the about bubble? in the bubble? Outside okay. of the bubble, too. I mean, Donovan TJ Warren looked like, look like the man too. Bro, come on. Marty McFly. Marty McFly said, "Cute." Marty McFly is calling you out. He said that you called. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, a superstar. And if you call Jimmy Butler... He still is a superstar. He still is a superstar. And I stand by that. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is way better than Donovan Mitchell on the defensive end. But Uh, Obviously, he's a better player. Butler can't hold Donovan Mitchell, Josh Strack on the offensive end. I'll take Jimmy Butler over Donovan Mitchell right now. I'll take Jimmy Butler over Donovan Mitchell right now. You tripping. He's getting cooked on defense. And that's why my team... If you was a GM and I was a GM, my team would win more games than yours. And we would be a, a, a contender quicker than you would be. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Jimmy hey, Butler we can play is 2K. a superstar. That's the closest <laughs> thing we can get to it. I'll build my team with Donovan Mitchell as my starting block. And, and, I, and thing is, though, that this ain't really hate at Mitchell. It's just like, I just need us to stop throwing out that superstar tag so so loosely. I just, it's very unbecoming because I, 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 just, I just can't get with guys who are chucking the ball and we're just supposed to just be cool with that. Like, bro, he's chucking the ball, man. <laughs> and we kill, we killed Kobe for, for that for years. So, Mitchell come in and does it at the most inefficient rate. And we think that, Oh, behind so, the back so slam, he's killing. People the Q's point. What do you think that Donovan Mitchell has over Jimmy Butler? Like what, Nothing. what is he? <laughs> I'm just asking. I want to know what you think. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler at. But, First and foremost, athletic ability. Um, he's just way more athletic than Jimmy Butler. Uh, he has better one-on-one moves, breakdown dribble moves, in and out, between the leg, spin move, euro. All of that is way more elite than what Jimmy Butler has. I would say their mid-range game is similar. I would even give it a slight edge to Jimmy Butler. Three-point range, definitely uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, 
And I think that they're both very average as pick and roll ball handlers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like those guys, can they make the play? Are they, are they playmakers? Yes. But, but, but it doesn't feel right when they're the pick and roll ball handler. You know what I'm saying? Right. Of course, you're going to put your best player in those situations. Um, but, but like throughout the game, no. So D mids definitely needs a point guard. Like, you know how we were talking about LaMelo, what type of mm-hmm. player he needs? A D mids type of guy. Uh, like I said, a guy that can get buckets. And it, and it doesn't matter if he's big or short because, because of LaMelo's size, he could guard the one and the two. But D Mitch is a perfect complementary piece to a pass first point guard. Y'all that's trying to give that, Mike that's a heart attack. What D Mitch needs. Y'all trying to give Mike Jordan a heart attack, man. Listen, <laughs> look, Diamond Mitchell is a good player, but that man blew a 3 1 lead and no one says anything. No one says anything. It's just, oh, he just did a like, I keep Damn, saying that, it, but bro, it's crazy. literally just because he be dunking the air. Everybody's like, oh, wow. Wow. He's such a top five. Ta- I have not seen that. I ain't seen no I'm top give, eight guy. A whole bunch of other reasons outside of Duncan, man, 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 outside. But I'm saying, though, being is he not an elite finisher under the rim? We're not even talking about the dunks, the layup package, the layup package. He's is a top good five. finisher, man. He's a he's a he's a good finisher, man. I, like Kyrie's elite. Steph is elite. Ky- Kyrie's the best. Kyrie's nope. arguably the best we've ever seen. The greatest of all so, time. So, but I'm so you can't even compare nobody to Kyrie. Gray, but that's a lead. He's good, man. He's really no, no, no. good, man. I, Kyrie like, is awesome. He, he's not that much better than a Zach Levine to me, man. He's just not. There, he's not that much better you, than a Zach Levine. There's a difference between being elite and all-time great. You could be elite in your era of basketball and not be an all-time great ever. Q. So you you think you could put Zach Levine on on the Jazz team for the last what two three years and they will make the playoffs, same roster. Yeah, yes. Think so. I yes. don't know, man. I like think probably, 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 probably hold maybe on, on, lose on. maybe like four or five more more games, but you're making the playoffs. Yeah, Shelton, do me a favor, please. Can you look up how many free throw attempts D. Mitch has versus Zach Levine? How, how how many free throw attempts do they average per game? I mean, he's playing in Chicago though. I mean, that's not. <laughs> bro, bro. I'm, I'm just like, saying, like, like, bro, he playing in Utah. Utah has Bogdanovich. It's like you laying on the waterbed, bro. You, you all in. Nah, bro, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Donovan Mitchell's making the playoffs because he has a team. Like, he's not carrying that team to do anything. He's not carrying that team. Where, Where is he carrying that, that team to the blow a 3 1 lead? He has not carried them anywhere, bro. You got Bogdanovich. They have Ingles. These are two of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. You got defensive player of the year, two-time, two-bitch player of the year, go bear. And then you want to tell me Donovan Mitchell's carrying this big load? He's not, bro. He's damn near a complimentary star. That's that's <laughs> what he is. That's what he is right now. I haven't seen who, he has who's a, the, he has who a the nice number shooter. one option. Who's the number who's one the number option? one option? He gets the ball the most. He shoots the most shots. They're, the actually, they're actually the same. D Mitchell's at 5.6. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. He's because he's in that same tier. He is five, in, six, in that five, Jamal four. Murray tier. That's why that they were being ascended at the same time. He's you, not in you, that top the, 10. The difference is, is that <laughs> without a, a, another clear-cut star on that roster, who's a mm. clear-cut star on that roster, Q? Who's another one? He he does not have a clear-cut star. Thank no. you. He, Jamal he, he, Murray no, he has the Arguably the best center in basketball. Arguably. Uh, Zach Levine, he has nobody. And that's the reason mm-hmm. why he's not winning. 
Zachary, I agree that the talent level is relatively the same. Mm -hmm. But it's all about what do you do with that talent? D. Mitch is capitalizing. I'm not saying that he's dragging them boys like he's CP or LeBron. No, he's not that. He's not that yet. I don't know if he's ever going to be that. I, I don't think he's that. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, a superstar will get you there and he'll take you home. He's gotten the his team every year that he's been in the league. He's gotten better. His team has gotten better. He's the number. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference. How can you? What? I feel like everything that I'm saying makes mm -hmm. more of a, of a statement for D. Mitch being at a higher tier than his peers. And what I mean by peers, mm -hmm. people in his age group. I'm not talking about the 30 year olds. Like he, he's nowhere near that. That that that's a whole generation well, removed. The only reason I counter it, man, is because taking it back to 01. Larry Brown got coach of the year, but he was also in the same conversation with his player who was an MVP combo. Quinn Snyder is in coach of the year conversation. They're the number one seed in the NBA. These guys are not stupid doing the analytics. They see that Quinn Snyder's system is producing these three-point makes. That's why they're blowing teams out like this. Wait till the mm -hmm. whistle slows down. Wait till they don't get Mitchell, all that whoop de whoop BS that everyone loves. They ain't calling that. And then watch what's going to happen again. But I'm just saying, you, you, know you, you can be a great player, but he's not trained. He's not in that class. Yeah. I feel like y'all are putting him in, man. Dude, this this, this yeah. all I know. He's not there. This but all he, I know. Oh, you too, Shelton? He too, yeah, Shelton? Yeah, no, no. Okay. He, he's definitely a star, but he's not a superstar. There's he's no a star. There. And I and say we, that because... Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm making a, a, a mandatory... <laughs> it's mandatory that everybody that has ever been on the dead end sports telecast, I don't care if you just came one time. Nick Anderson, all of y'all, all the guests, we gotta watch that. We gonna watch the Utah Jazz playoff games together because mm -hmm. I need y'all to explain to me what the hell you <laughs> seeing versus what the hell I'm seeing because I know what the hell I'm seeing and what y'all seeing, I don't agree with it. So you you <laughs> have to break down play by play for me. I, I, I think he's a good ball player. I I, I believe that with my heart, but. For the same reasons, like you say, he still got room to grow. He still got those things. He's just not a superstar at this point. He's not. Mm. Bro, He's Gordon not Hayward was doing the same thing in Utah. Mm. So, like, can we, like, can we stop acting like, oh, Damn. my goodness. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell has a signature shoe. He has, on, he, has, he, has, he has a nice shoe. Don't let shoe, your eyes bro. you. It, it, man. It, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not a false sense of greatness because D. Mitch can jump and do a lot of things in the air and stuff like that, man. Look, just look at the game. Like, no, he doesn't have to score 35. Like, like Zach Levine, you know, especially last season, he was complaining about, for us to even be competitive in the game, I got to put up 30 points. Mm -hmm. D. Mitch has the affordability to not have to do that. But roster. can he do that? We've seen it. We've seen it on the <clears> biggest <throat> stage. We, look, let's be honest. There's. Do you think that when the lights are the brightest, that D. Mitch cowers? Like he shrinks or he gets bigger? He rises to the occasion. I think that someone's mentality and somebody's um, – mentality i'm sorry I, I think that somebody's mentality and somebody's approach to the game can be completely incongruent with what the actual like result is 
So he can be, I'm going to be a dog. I'm going to be a dog. But, bro, check the freaking score. It's, he's going 12 for 30. Like, all right, dude. Yeah. Like, you, like, yeah, you went crazy, but come on. So, but and if let's this do man went one for let's five, do the, let's do the, let's do the reverse. Mm. And let's do the, let's do the reverse comparison as well. Mm. Let's take, we took, we took Zach Levine and put him on Utah. Let's put Donovan Mitchell on the Bulls. Chicago. Them a playoff team. Yeah, absolutely yep. not. They're better yep. than yep. Hell no, they're yeah, they're the same. Feeder, yeah, bottom feeder. Bottom but yeah, feeder. they'll make the playoffs now, bro. Everybody's my point is he's not that big of a difference maker. It's it's really it's really easy to do what he's, and I'm not saying it's easy to do what he's doing, but it's a lot easier to do it when you're on a team that has six players scoring in double figures with Joe fucking Ingles. I love you. Yes, one of the best shooters in the no, NBA. No, 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 no. We, yes. We're not going to sit here and hype these guys up like these mother because y'all call them motherfuckers loaded. This is not a loaded motherfucking team. It's a well-balanced team. They, you got really six good players. Okay, that sounds better, players. but I'm with Q. I think it's the system more than the players because these are the same motherfucking players they had last year. But outside of, well, they even had Jordan, Jordan Clarkson last year, didn't they? Yeah. And they bet on him. Later, whatever. These are really yeah. the same guys for the most part. Quinn Slider's yeah. system works better. This team yeah, ain't yeah, but, but bro, yeah, like Clarkson's getting like, Clarkson's getting like 19, 8, and like 20 off the bench, man. Like, like, yeah, like they they yeah, he's the second lead scorer off the bench. And you got, like I said, you got six averaging double figures, you got one averaging eight, one averaging seven. You know what I'm saying? You, System. you still got everybody but, on this team can score. But but here's the thing: before before that system formed and took place, it was Donovan Mitchell doing most doing a lot and, of that. And Donovan Mitchell ain't leading them in assists. He ain't even averaging five assists a game. Come so he's not contributing to these points that these other players are scoring uh, like that. We are going to start a dialogue, Ken, and it's going to happen. Man, it's y'all had like Donovan Mitchell didn't drag these guys to the damn playoffs Man. for the last couple of years. When did he drag them? They were always like a top six seed. They were always eyed. They weren't yeah, everybody's the making the playoffs now because of the play-in tournament. When, when Conley was busted up, when Conley was busted up last year or so, <laughs> it was it was Mitch out there hauling him on his back. And now he's there, and now you see the results of, of all he's done. But it, man, he, he, man, everyone calls him Spider-Man, but man, every time I watch him, it looks like Spider-Man 3. But that's all I gotta say, man. <laughs> I, that's, all I, <laughs> that's all I I don't know where that name came from. I hate it. Oh, God, man. Fucking lame. (laughs) Hell no. Hey, FIFO, Daryl Brown asked, would you take Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker? No. FIFO, no. FIFO, no. He already knows. No, but but I've been saying D-Book is like the best two-guard in the league. So, like, no. Would would you take him over Bradley Beal? Depends on my squad. FIFO knows. FIFO knows, y'all. FIFO knows. Nah, it depends on my squad. It depends on my squad because Bradley Beal is a better, a more consistent three-point shooter, but getting to the basket, D-Mitch does that better. So it depends on how my roster is constructed depending on which one I would rather have. Oh, man. All right. Well, I feel like we've, uh, I feel like we've made the point, Sheldon. I think people are going to at least have a come-to-Jesus moment with what a superstar yeah. is. And I stand by you my Jimmy comment. I don't care. That's true. Drinks and hot takes, son. I mean, dang, you came with one today, boy. That's All true. I know, we're gonna watch basically, this. Basically this I mean, bro, LeBron picked him last, man. Yeah. Come on. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> that is true. And, so, and so, so, so now that matters, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I saw Jalen <laughs> Rose right? said he threw shade at him. I'm like, why does that even matter? <laughs> it's a bonus. 
So, so we, 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 we going to take Twitter, Twitter followers and IG followers into account to see how great they are. That like, was fucked up. Man. You have to pick Mitch last though, bro. That was so fucked I up. was told LeBron is the MVP. So his word must mean a lot. So I'm going to just take the <laughs> word on that one. Right. Oh man. I could believe he go, did go that. Seven. I'm holding you up. Yeah. Basically, um, basically what you was trying to say though, is that the bubble was a little, cause you said, you said when fans get back, percentages yeah, are going to drop, right? Hey, they have to, man. Like, because this is this is this has been the easiest era to score in, man. Like, you see how guys are getting to guys are getting to the line. They're getting rewarded. There's more flagrants than there's ever been, actually, because of just how petty the refs are. And then just the just the skill. The guys are the most skilled they've ever been. It's been able to hold two troops at once. I want to make sure I'm hearing this right. So, asterisk is what I heard. Donovan Mitchell, Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray. All can get boost, but Jimmy Butler don't get a, bu- a bubble boost. Man, Jimmy Butler was battling a flesh-eating virus in the beginning of the year, and he had a bubble that boost. Is why, <laughs> that is why. I mean, but he took. But he. But did you see him at the beginning of the year, man? He looked like. Come on, Q. Come on, dog. No, he got them back in the season at least. You see what a superstar do when he come back? Start winning. That whole team was busted up, though. Man, I saw Ben Simmons hold Diamond Mitchell to like 11 of 30 shooting, and people still said, look at this but, dunk. But ben Simmons should be defensive player of the year, though. Mm. That's a, Now, that's a whole nother fact. But at the end of the day, I think that Mitch is a good player. I'm not going to cop no please. I'm going to stand on what I said. But he's a good player, man. But I don't – I need to see more. I need yeah. to see a lot more. For, for that's me what, that's what I, I, I'll say that too, FIFO. He, he's just not there yet. Y'all wildin', bro. <laughs> Where's Nick when you need him? <laughs> they call him Q Ducey. Let me know if I'm tripping. Let me know if I'm tripping when he missed the shot against Houston. Let me know if I'm tripping when he blew a 3-1 lead. Y'all kill Golden State for, for that in the finals, but because of this dude hey. got dunks, I guess it's cool. It's fine. Yeah, you know, you 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 that, that was a good call. That was a good one. That, yeah. They did blow a 3-1 lead and nobody said a word. No, like, no one said a like word. This because um, you know why? Because we don't expect that much from Donovan Mitchell. That's why we didn't make a big deal out of it. For real though. No, for real though. Because, you know, it's almost like when you're a teacher right. and you got that one student who gets a C, but he normally gets a D. You're like, yo, hey, go, hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that is. Oh. For real though. We're we, we going to watch these Utah Jazz playoffs together. That's all I know. We're going to be back. You're going to have to point it out to me. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last thing before we get out of here, um, and I just saw—I don't know where I saw that uh, in one of the chats, I guess. Patrick Ewing, man, how the hell they don't know Patrick Ewing in in, in New York? What the fuck is that? Bro. He has one of the most recognizable faces of all time. What happened? Tell what happened exactly, please. Apparently, he went to uh, Madison Square Garden, and security wouldn't let him in without. Checking his ID. Let me see if I can pull this up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see what's going on here. But regardless, like everybody should. He was apparently he was hot about that shit, too. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Uh, yeah, he rips Madison Square Garden security. You know, Bleacher Report don't be putting articles. That might be like the third most embarrassing thing that's happened to him at the Garden. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. 
I, I didn't know. I didn't know this was a thing. Man, look, I'm this so, this, this motherfucker Bob Dolan, bro. We got we got what, what was his name? Sterling, whatever, uh, out of out of the Clippers. It's about was, time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh yeah, he's Patrick Ewan said he's gonna call Dolan. I don't think Dolan's gonna do anything. I mean, what no, no, he already talked to him. They oh, said okay. that they talked already and defund, defund the Madison Square. Defund Madison Square. <laughs> yeah, bro. Really? Uh, because because look, man, I know that there were some greats before uh Patrick Ewan, right? Like um I I know the New York Knicks have won the championship before Patrick Ewan. And not Patrick Ewan did not win one. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just I'm just saying. So you know you got the Walt Clyde Frazier's of the world. Uh, there's a big man I can't think of the name right now. Willis um, Reed. Willis Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there were some great players before Patrick Ewing. But in the advent of the Michael Jordan, and there was no social media, but the media attention on basketball in the '90s, Patrick Ewing is the face yes. of the New York Knicks. Yep. Like, you cannot say the New York Knicks without 33. None of them other dudes that I just named had a, had a shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they still manufacture Patrick Ewing's. You know what I'm saying? Like, like bro, what, like, first of all, it was bad enough with Spike. Because Spike is the unofficial yep. face of the damn New York Knicks. Yep. And Patrick Ewing is the official face of the New York Knicks. Yo, Get this man out of here, bro. No, nah, man, I, I totally di- I totally disagree. And I say this, this is why I say this. And I and I said it in the chat when we were talking about it earlier. First of all, I'd like to see the tape, see exactly what happened. But if these people are doing their jobs and they just asking the CID, which is probably what happened, that's it. Just show them people your ID and keep oh, it moving. Show your credentials and keep it moving. I don't no, care who you are. No, 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 no. No, the, the the reason why this franchise is worth a billion some dollars, I was a part of that. No, I, I was a care. part of that. Like, you, like, you like, like Patrick Ewing said, my, my name is not in the rafter. You want to see my ID? You see that 33 up there? That's my ID. The hell nah, what you talking nah, about? You're nah, sounding like my, an Uncle Tom right now. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. And my yeah. job is to get Do your job. And, and what's that last name up there with that 33 behind it? Up underneath it. I'll be like, <laughs> sir. I'll be like, sir, I don't care. Let me see your ID. If you there, he wasn't there on Nick's business. He was there with the Georgetown Hoyas. It don't matter. It, it, it matters. Shelton, why you got to ask for the man's ID when you know who he is? That man don't look like that no more. And they might not have known him. Hey, since hey, when did Patrick Ewan not look like Patrick Ewan? I'm out. And, and, and you know what? Him. You know what? You know what? Real quick. Let's you, take it you, here. Let's take it here. It's on the responsibility of the building to let people know that Patrick Ewing is in the building. Oh, Patrick's going to be in town today for Georgetown. Make sure he gets through. That's literally as an owner. Like if you're, if you're the, um, I, I don't, I don't know the name of the owner for the Miami heat, but if Alonzo Mourning's in the building with another team, Pat Riley is either going to know and going to alert the people and mm-hmm. they're and they're going to make sure that it's a smooth transition. So to me, this looks bad on not just whatever the people were doing, but to me, this is organizational once again failures of the yeah. of the building. Yep, yeah, that's bad, right. man. That's I, bad. I mean, it, and like I said, I don't. I, I do. I think it's a class move. No, but if you're doing your job, man, just do your job. Now I'm gonna laugh at you afterwards. We're gonna get a laugh at it. Now if they were if they accosted him and they were kind of ugly about it. Yeah. Totally different conversation. But if you just ask to see that man's credentials, 
I'm sorry. Show them your credentials and keep them moving. Them people might not know who you are. That ain't their job to study the people on the on the rappers. That ain't their job to just let people pass. Charles Oakley got credentials, but can he walk in the garden freely? No. Obviously not. So you know what I'm saying? You, this this <laughs> man got right. prop with, with Dolan. You know, mm-hmm. you doing your job. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna give you a job if you don't ask for it and he get in? <laughs> nah, man, mm-hmm. you do your job and let it go. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but that's it. Let that man do his job. If if the or that woman, whoever it is, that security guard may not even be a basketball fan. Their job is to check credentials. And if you don't have those credentials, you can't get in the room. That's it. I, mean, I, I get it. For doing I get job. It. You wouldn't let Patrick Ewan in if he didn't have a badge? I would because I know who he is. But if I didn't know him and I worked there, because I've seen some people like that. I've been in situations where I've saw that happen. I wouldn't think nothing of it. Everybody mm-hmm. don't know everybody. And if they don't and they're doing their job, they are doing their job. That's what they get paid to do. That's what you said it best. Do. Okay. Let them do it. And don't get mad at them. You can't get mad at them for doing their job. No, I just said, I said, you said it best. I think the organization just failed to alert the people on staff because they have all these meetings anyway. Nobody mm-hmm. sat down and said, yeah, Patrick Ewan's going to be here. This is what he looked like in case you don't know what he looked like because y'all 19. Right. You know, so. Well, somebody, somebody's grandma may not know. No, you know, it could have been an old lady. I've been seeing old ladies do For the, real. The, the, the chicken finger at the door. But but I think that's but still at the same time that's still what what kind of what Patrick is saying. He said like you guys should know who I am. My everybody in this building should know who I am. Maybe not specifically you should recognize and remember what I've done and watch me play. But to Q's point, if y'all motherfuckers have done your due diligence, y'all would know who the fuck I am, and we would have to go through this. What like, part there's of training like, there's says like, there's not a walkie talkie? But what part of training says they should right. know who Patrick Ewing is? That's not in train. That's not in the handbook. My job. You know what? Yeah. It, it don't even have to be this convo. It really just got to be walkie-talkie. Hey, Patrick Ewan is coming down the thing. Make sure he gets through. There that's you it. go. That's it. That's that's yeah. that's it. But they don't even yeah. do that. So where's so where's the care at from the organization? If you know what I mean, if this is the house that Pat built, you know what I mean. Come on. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, hey, they they treated him like America treat black folks. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Got everything they could off of him. Don't even recognize and need him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, y'all don't ran FIFA off, man. <laughs> but yeah, we're hey man. Q appreciate you coming through, man. You should come back next Thursday, man. Uh, you know, it's always gonna be a light show in terms of uh cast for, sure. for the most part. Sure. So um but yeah, appreciate sure. you coming through, bringing bringing the takes. Uh, which we need it. <laughs> so, yeah, we appreciate everybody else uh, showing up as well. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back next Tuesday and next Thursday, man. So uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. Please. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, Tuesday. We out. Peace. Peace.